to the kind of um, sensible, rational, human-y part of me because it was like, that is just pure metaphor. Like, it's literal. Often in the Bible, a parable is like, such and such is like this. Uh, this aspect of life, it's like a this. Or this is like a that. But this says hope is an anchor for the soul. So I was like, great, this is so literal, so like metaphorical, I can extrude the metaphor. And so I was kind of thinking about it a little bit. Yeah, like it's really like just cool. Okay, really dumb it down for people, me. Um, and I, I loved it. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking, right, what are the three factors in that kind of metaphor? If there's a vessel, there's a boat, um, and then there's obviously the sea and there's an anchor and then between the vessel and the anchor, there's a connection. There's a tether or a rope. You can't. You need those. Those four kind of things. Those three kind of things are the kind of the basic building blocks of the metaphor. And so I was thinking, right? Okay. So the vessel was clearly me, a boat with no hope in it, a hopeless boat bouncing around the ocean. And then obviously the hope is the anchor because hope is the anchor. So that's great. Nice and easy. But there's another part that I hadn't really given much thought to, which is the tether, that connection. And so I was thinking, well, you know, like, what's the point of having an anchor? You have to drop the anchor. Who drops the anchor? Well, the boat drops the anchor. Um, so they have to choose to drop the anchor. They also have to make sure that, that the connection is really, like, secure and really, like, it's a healthy, strong, firm connection, that tether. So that's actually, that, that connection to the anchor is the responsibility of the captain of the boat. So that's like, okay, so that's, that's really clear. So actually accessing and being connected to and having um, that connection to the anchor, that's, that's on me. That's my job to access that and make sure that I'm connected to it. So those are the three kind of basic question, lines of questioning that we might be talking about today. Um, and we'll start with the grim part, the boat full of hopelessness. <laughs> um, so if you want to have a, have a little soak in your own hopelessness, this is the stage, and then we'll turn it around, hopefully, before the end uh, of, the, of the service. So has anyone experienced hopelessness in life before? Oh, oh. oh judging them. <laughs> Experiencing hopelessness, as some are in the habit of doing. No, but it comes to us all, right? Um, so um, I've just there's some verses here about hopelessness which jumped out to me over the week in Romans eight twenty five. For we hope for what we do not have, we wait for it patiently. So hopelessness is often about patience and wait, waiting and waiting a long time and not seeing anything happen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a, a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. There, that was Proverbs, Acts 2.26. Therefore my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body will also rest in hope. And that one really interested me because I was thinking about like the physical and mental health aspects of hopelessness and how uh, it's so much a part of the conversation, depression, mental health, where people's minds go, how that um, is such an expression of hopelessness. And that part where it said my body will rest in hope, my physical body will rest and be restored in hope. Isaiah, those who hope in the Lord will, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Um, be strong and take heart, all of you who hope in the Lord, another psalm. So it's like there's a physical and like there's a physical and mental health aspect to hopelessness, which we just see expressed all over the place at the moment. 
um, and it's got lots of different names, whether it's anxiety or depression or you know, a nervous breakdown. Or there's all these different terms for it. But at the core of it, like hopelessness is that is the seed of it all. And so I've asked these guys, maybe if there's some moments in their lives, some dark, cloudy, turbulent sea moments that they would like to share with us. Is there, is there any, have you guys ever had um, moments where you felt physically incapacitated by an overwhelming hopelessness or a sense of, I can't move, I can't think, I'm clouded, anything like that? Has, has ever been in, in your life, guys, at some stage? All fine, no, cool. Okay, so that's a no, that's a no from them. <laughs> Next question. Um, yeah, probably, probably mostly going to talk about business. Sorry, everyone. But, but um, yeah, definitely we had. So we, our company doesn't make any money, so we we raise investments. That's much easier. Um, and so we had la, la, eighteen months ago, we'd run out of money. We were trying to convince people what we were doing was worth putting money into, and I was paying everyone's salaries out of our pocket. Um, and that was that was dark times, very very scary. And I kind of we'd started the company, felt like God had told us to do it, and it was kind of like God, where have you gone? <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah, um, um, I think there there are a couple of times, so um, I'll just do two because they've got very different aspects. One um, was when the kids were little. Um, were really little, and because of my um, the it my because I was pregnant or breastfeeding them, I couldn't be on epilepsy um, epilepsy medication, and just the constant um, exhaustion, so more likely to have a seizure and all of those sorts of things, and the awareness that you know Matt was out at work, so. Um, Make it that that constant stress of what happens if I fall and land on one of them, what happens if I drop one of them, um, all of those sorts of things, and um, really Zoe having to grow up pretty quick um, in that, and that was really really um, dark times. And we just we came back from India um, very unexpectedly, um, so coming from a community where that meant that I didn't have to worry about all these things, I was fully supported, to not having that same community feeling. Um, so that was that was really, really hard. And then um, for nearly 10 years now, um, been working on trying to get the school started. And I think that's just been a story of um, waves of hopelessness. <laughs> just, yeah, repeating waves. Yeah, but we'll come back to the hope bit later, yeah. I think my moment came when I uh, went to Bible college and realised that I was actually going to have to study and do tests and do assignments. And I'd only had two years high school education and I'd never really learned how to learn. And I think I probably would have had a panic attack if I hadn't been so frozen in fear. <laughs> um the upside of that is that God was absolutely amazing. It's amazing how, um, how it, it, you know, when you've got your eyes on a prize or, or something, you're so motivated and you're so filled with energy and, like, 
um, you, you can see the steps you need to take and so you're so filled with energy to take them. But when there's nothing that you can see there, it's, it really is, uh, it is like an incapacity. It's like a real like fog of what's the point of even. Like, and then something happens and it like cuts through and you can see where you need to take your next step. And all of a sudden, like it's, it's always, it always surprises me because you're always like, it's suddenly you're filled with this energy that you didn't even know you had. And so it wasn't because you didn't have the energy. It's, it's that there was, there was no connection to the future or there was no connection to the future, even just the step that you needed to take next. And th without that lack of connection, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a real, it is, it's a connection to that. Once you can see it, once you know what you need to do, there's like a bolt of lightning that comes from that direction, from that hope anchor that up the rope, up the tether to the boat, fills it with hope, buzzing with electricity. Um, and then, then you, you know, you're like, wow, okay, this is like completely reframed everything that I was thinking. It's actually not how I thought it was. It's completely different, and there's a way through here. Um, we, um, I can't really ask you guys to share your deep and meaningfuls without jumping in. Um, but we, we live in Paikakariki, and we're playing a bit of a long strategy game there because we want to, we want to live there, but it's very hard to get a home there. And so we've been there for three years. We love where we live. We've got a great place. We're renting. It's beautiful. Great landlord. Wonderful, isn't he, Amber Jane? Amber Jane's uncle is our landlord. <laughs> He's a wonderful man. <laughs> Hi, Grant. Um, but so we, we kind of have this kind of long path ahead of us going, right, we know what we want. We feel like we're supposed to be here. The way we did get here was completely opened up by God. So we know positioning is right, but also I don't know how this is going to happen. Like, I don't know how this is going to happen at all. And so often, sometimes it is, like, really, like, oh, man, what is, like, how long, you know. In, like, anything that you want. When you can't see how it's going to happen, it's just completely overwhelming. And then, this isn't, this isn't the answer, by the way. This isn't, there's no happy ending to this story yet. <laughs> but one of our neighbors came across the street and said, I'm selling my house. Do you guys want the first go? And then, so all of a sudden, you're like, this is exactly like something God would do. This is exactly like how it would happen when you feel like it wouldn't happen. And so then that bolt of lightning, you're like, boom, there's a gap. Is this the gap? I don't even care if it is the gap. Spoiler alert, it's not the gap. <laughs> but it didn't need to be because there was a hopefulness that came with it where there was, I see the clouds parting a little bit. I can see down into that. I should stick with one metaphor, shouldn't I? I look down into the waves and I can see the anchor, just a glimpse of it, and I can see right down that rope and it sparked and the spark came up the, up the, up the rope and filled my boat. And even though that was not the, the answer, it was like an encouraging gap. We like, this is exactly like God. Um, and long story short, sometimes it's actually harder to say no to the thing that you feel like is your only chance because it's not right and you need to trust your gut. So blah, blah, blah. Ask me about it sometime. We're not buying the house across the street, even though that would have been amazing to just move across the street. Cool. So, thanks, guys. Everybody okay out there? So that tether, that rope, you know, there's no point having an anchor. Well, you know, you have an anchor in your boat, you chuck it overboard. It's not tied to anything. Bye. <laughs> have a nice boat trip. <laughs> it, 
It's not an anchor. It's, you just well, you're a bit lighter, so you can probably move around a bit more. Or you do have a rope, but it's not very well maintained. It's quite old. It's quite frayed. There's no actual new maintenance that's been done on it. Maybe it needs completely replaced with a whole new revelation. Um, there's so so much metaphorical blah 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 <laughs> that I can go on about, but you get the idea. Um, and basically, that's on us. That's on me. So my boat, his anchor. The anchor's there, like he gave the anchor to me, but it's up to me to use it, to connect myself to it. Um, some verses that um, that, go, that had kind of stuck with me over that was Lamentations 3.21. Yet I call, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. I remember all that good stuff. I think about the past. I think about how you never forsook me. Or Forsook is a word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you never let me down. You yeah, yeah, don't you think it? Yeah. Um, use that in conversation this week for Sook, <laughs> as some are in the habit of doing. Um, vocab, homework. Uh, I call to mind. I call to mind. I call it to mind. It wasn't there, so I called it to mind. I, I, I deliberately went back into my files and said, that's where, we, that's where he delivered me. That's where he delivered me. That's where he came through. That's where he came through. Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. This is all stuff we, us, this is, this is on us. This is our get your rope in order. Psalm 119, 147. I rise before dawn and cry for help. This is good if you know someone called Dawn and she sleeps in. You just have to get up before her, but it doesn't necessarily. So find someone called Dawn who sleeps in, a lazy person. Yeah, uh, there you go. That could be. Say that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rise before dawn. Find a friend in the UK called Dawn. <laughs> Rise before her. I rise before dawn, I cry for help. I've put my hope in your word. This is guide, uh, Psalm 25, 5. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you, our God, my Savior. My hope is in you all day long. So get, like, make it a priority. You don't necessarily, like, rise before dawn means but do it first. Like, do it, the first thing you do, rise, you know, do that first. Call it to mind. If it's not already in your mind, call it to mind. Cry for help. Put your hope in his word. Um, you are God, my savior. My hope is in you all day long. So guys, what are your hacks? For what, it, what are you? You're in the pit. You're in the boat. It's tossing around. You can tell that your rope's getting frayed. It's, it's about to come apart. You're losing focus. You're getting cranky. You're turning into someone that you don't particularly enjoy being around. Uh, your physical capacity is reduced. What are your hacks to get yourself out of that situation? Um, possibly it starts before you get into that situation. For me, anyway, I, I think trust and hope are really kind of interlinked, intertwined. Um, was that good? Thank you. <laughs> um, so it was really interesting, the, the picture that um, that Nick had, because I'd had a picture before before he said it, um, of of like being on a on the clifftop, a whole bunch of us, and people were just running and jumping off, and kind of that they already had their trust in God. Um, and I guess for me that that's very much it like I set my trust in him and then he said jump and so we've jumped um, so I guess prior to going into the into the hole there's like well my trust is in you 
um, I think God's starting to, to work out that I'm, I'm a wheeler dealer. And so when we get into the, the worst well, places, working he's working that out. He's now realized he's made a mistake. <laughs> because, because most of the time when I get down there, it's like, God, you made me do this. You, you said we had to. You know, you, yeah, it's your fault. You get me out. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of, lot of lev- leverage against God. Um, yeah, I think, I think a huge one for us is reminding ourselves um, because I, I think the last sort of four or five years has been this constant God waits till the very last minute or slightly after it's too late and then does stuff and, and it pulls through. And so I, I don't seem to be able to understand that. And I, every time I get into it, I go, oh, God, it's, it's getting too close. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And then it's like, oh, it's worked. Oh, that's right. You did that last time. Um, so it's, I, I guess it's about learning to trust him and, and, as you say, going back in time and going, trusted you before when it worked or I didn't trust you but it still worked. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's a similar kind of thing. Um, you know, Blue's Clues? Um, go back, go back, go back, go back to where you were. Um, so th- the, the thing I find is I go back and remind myself of the promises he made and why I jumped um, and go, no, those, those were definitely, that was definitely God calling me to this. And as Matt likes to say, the old orders are the new orders until you get new orders. Yeah. So he's not told me anything different. So I am to hold, hold course um, to continue the boat metaphor. Um, and the, the other thing I find... Um, I know Anna's similar to this, um, is you just crank up the worship music even if you're not feeling it, um, because then you will. Um, so you act in that hope and in that faith, um, and then you'll feel it again. Reread the words, reread um, the, the um, things that he's, his word, listen to worship music, um, and and then... Yeah, you just get that refreshing and that renewing. Um, and like um, Amber Jane was saying, you know, this this week I was going through a pretty tough time midweek, and two songs came to mind um, that I hadn't really listened to for a long time, um, and then we sang them both this morning. So, yeah, I, that's why I thought Nick deserves the chocolate. <laughs> good listening. It's lovely. Yeah, it's good. If I really need to revive myself, I get in the car on my own, try and drive as fast as I can legally, and belt out worship songs, like real declaration songs, bless the Lord, all my soul. That's one way. The other way, if I'm not feeling quite as aggressive, is is I, I really like to get into the word, but I love personalizing it. I find that works for me. So it's not just David or whoever, it's me saying it. And I'm just going to take a minute to share because um, my go-to, of course, is Jeremiah 29.11. But I, I really I studied this yesterday in depth like I haven't done before. And the way I've written it out, and you'll just be really amazed at what we're talking about tethering here. So the way I'm reading it today is for I know the thoughts, I know the plans that I plan toward you Marilyn, says the Lord these plans are thoughts of peace they're thoughts of peace and plans 
for your health, your prosperity, and your peace. They're not of evil. And that is to give you a future. That word future in Hebrew is tikvah, and it means a cord as an attachment. And of course, so it's to give me that cord as an attachment so that I will never let go. And the last part of that is, and a hope. And that hope, figuratively, is an expectation. And I just find reading that just enriches me. It takes me off where any um, insecurity I'm feeling, any doubt, you know, any um, downward spiral, I find that lifts me up. But yeah, that cord and there's an attachment. When I read that, I thought that's very fitting for what you're talking about, Caleb. Just going to jump in there. You know, um, the other thing I think we need to remind ourselves, or I find I need to remind myself of, is that when I became a Christian, I made God the captain of the ship. So actually, the tether's his problem. You know, hey, hey, you got me into this, God. Nice. Yeah, that that again, just to reiterate, all that 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 bless the Lord on oh, my soul is like a key one as well for me. Where you're like, there's not many worship songs or, or praise songs that I like that have me's and eyes in them, but the ones where you are addressing yourself rather than talking about yourself are really powerful. Where it's like, bless the Lord, oh my soul, like rise up, do like address yourself not in an obsessive oh god you're so good to me you've done this for me i me 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 blah 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 blah. that i don't have much patience for that but i love that when you are worshiping and it's bless the lord oh my soul as you're talking to yourself you're telling your your own spirit your own soul rise up and bless your god even though you, you it's the last thing you want to do do it do it do it that sense of discipline that sense of uh, first things first. I mean, we all know what, what a day is like when you get up and you started on the wrong foot. It just, the only foot that follows are the wrong feet. It's just wrong feet all day long. Um, but those, those days where you have got up and you've done all of those things that you need to prioritize, you know, you've spent time with God, you've maybe had some peace and quiet, you've been able to anticipate what's coming, you've maybe done some exercise or not you've eaten something good that's a great start to a day and it changes everything so there's like simple disciplines in that which are about maintaining that rope maintaining that connection rather than just going oh my rope is it's it's fraying or get a new rope like replace the rope mend the rope um yeah i had another thought but i can't remember what it was oh yeah david's point really really potent and probably uh, the best point of the day is just don't <laughs> well it's it's almost none of us are going to do it unfortunately <laughs> uh, give him a chocolate yeah it's like completely counter to human nature to just don't get yourself to that position but it's not that simple but it is that simple it's like look after yourself look after that relationship trust God when he seems when it seems like madness be patient you know don't get yourself into that pit know that the pit is there waiting for you and do everything you can to um, avoid it Um, because you know it's not just about you you might have other people in your boat 
you know, it's not just a kayak. It's a, it's a boat. You've got passengers. If you've got, they could be your kids, they could be your neighbours, they could be your friends. I mean, there's a, we, we Christians are currently not cornering the market on hopelessness. There's a lot, a lot of it out, actually. It's not our thing at all. Ours is the opposite. Uh, and so our boat needs to be, like, full of people, completely anchored, completely confident captain, strong connections, and it's not it's 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 not just for us it's for others um so that brings us to that third part the anchor 2 corinthians 3 12 therefore since we have such a hope we are very bold 2 corinthians 1 7 and our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings so you also you share in our comfort so so relatable you know jesus is is so relatable i mean we've seen all through the bible just hopeless christians and even Jesus going, oh, what? What is happening? You know, um, for you, Psalm 71, 5, for you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. Um, and that sense of that boldness, that confidence, that mental strength, that surety, that's that anchor. That's the value of that anchor. And so, you know, if, if you've got people in your boat and they're looking to you, whether they're your staff, whether they're your kids, whether it's your partner, whether it's your ex- extended whanau, whoever, if they're looking at you going, what, why, why are you not panicking? <laughs> why are you not panicking? And I always remember my dad talking about this because my grandfather was a fisherman and dad used to go out on the boat with my granddad in the Fovo Strait in Southland, and they'd be just tossing around all over the place, as you can imagine, in a little fishing boat. And Dad always said, I just kept looking at Dad. My dad said he would look at his dad, and he wouldn't freak out until he saw his dad freak out. And until then, he would just hold fast, hold fast. And Granddad never freaked out about anything. Uh, so, was, so, but that's that's the that's the characteristic of the captain. That's that's where we need to be, right? Like, what's the value of any of this if we're completely insecure about our hope? Well, this is the this is the the surest thing we have access to. Um, and the couple of things that always comfort me is that you know, take a look at it from God's perspective. We're calling to mind. Have, has He not? Done, like he must get so annoyed because he's like, honestly, literally last week, I like came through for you in quite a big way, and you've forgotten already. <laughs> like, come on, like my kids, they're like uh, they don't panic about what's for lunch because there's lunch every day, and it just turns up. It's like they're not every day. They don't go, oh my goodness, there's not going to be a lu- be any lunch. Um, and also that sense of none of nothing down here threatens him at all. And so it's easy for us to get quite overwhelmed because we're looking at everything on eye level, but he has the the big view, he has that master view, and he can see exactly um, how big or little the storm is. None of it threatens him. So guys, how, how, does, ho- how does a sense of hope improve your life and make you a better person or leader, family member, a boss, parent, spouse? Who wants to go first? Well, it, it gives the illusion that I know what's happening, which is which is great. <laughs> um, yeah, talking to investors. Um, yeah, I guess I guess probably you know we 
try and do a there's two Christians at my wake so we try and pray on a Monday morning which is which is great so there's kind of a a feeling like we've got a, a plan and we've kind of prayed over the week um and I do believe that that brings peace into the work into the workplace when we do that so that's probably one thing yeah, I think um, with with teaching, one of the things I've um, I've really been leading into um, more and more is the fact that as a teacher, you have an authority in the class, and there's a lot of authority you don't have in the class. There's a lot of perceived authority in the class, but actually, there's there's very little, especially with teenagers. I mean, what. You can't tell them to learn. Um, you can't tell them to do that. You can't tell them anything. Um, you know, so there's... Um, but one of the things I, I have learned is, you know, especially we talking about anxiety before, that, um, you know, I've had students go through... So there's one student in particular who jumps to mind who was having a full panic attack and... I went to check up on her, and it was really a, a very spiritual attack. Um, and I, you know, she was she was weeping and shaking, and so I asked if I could give her a hug. She just fell into my arms, and so I was just like, okay. And I just said, you know, Lord, you um, you have given me authority over this place, uh, over this person over this class and right now she's in my class so whatever spirit is here attacking her you know get away you have no you have no right you have no authority just hands off my student (laughs) and um just saw that immediately break and she said I don't know what happened and what was in that hug but that was awesome and um she told me later on she 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 said I get these panic attacks regularly I haven't had one since then so um, <laughs> um, so I it is um, you know even even when you're not in that situation I think that there is that authority where you can you can speak and we can speak hope in a way that um, we, that no one else really has that authority to do except in Christ, you know. So um, making the most of that. And I guess with my kids, I'm just ultimately hopeful because Matt and I realized really early on we're not very responsible. Um, we're both youngest children, really. It's a, it's a terrible, terrible mess. Um, and so we very, very quickly realized we had to trust God. And... <laughs> I'm not even, neither of us are the good cops because they're. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, and I just think God's done an awesome job there. And I think if he can, if he can redeem Matt and my parenting to the extent that he has, he's awesome. (laughs) Oh, that's hard to follow. When I think about the hope I have in in the Lord, um, it's not just hope, it's absolute assurance and it's trust. And it's it's the worthiest place that you can have hope, assurance and trust. You can give it and you can receive it. Um, And I actually have a classroom um, story to tell too. 
um, when I was at college and on, on staff, I was in the office one day, and one of the students came in from the second year class, running in saying, Des, Des Short, who's the principal, had collapsed. So I said, but thankfully there was a nurse, one of the students was a nurse, she was there, so I just immediately said to that student, go into the year one class and get the, assist, the deputy principal, and I went over to the classroom, and I got there before he did, and I was saying to the nurse, right, what do we need to do? She said he should lie down, so I said, okay, two of the boys come and help lift him up. And at that point, the DP came and took a look at the situation and just crumbled. So I just said to him, go back to your class, he's fine. And I, 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 um, the, the, nurse, the nurse student and the two other students took him. But I looked around the class, and I saw everyone was really shaken. And I said, okay, we need to pray now. You've all had a real shock here. He is going to be okay by all accounts, but let's just pray. So I just settled the class right down. And afterwards, one of the students came to me and said, how could you do that? And amongst all this chaos, how could you do it? Well, it's because I have hope in God. I have complete assurance in God. I trust God. And then through that, you just walk in peace. It just comes with it. And, you know, I just would say, preach, preach. If you're feeling that you're not really that peaceful, look at where your hope is. Look at the level of trust you have in God. Look at the assurance. It's all waiting there for you. You just need to receive it. Yeah, hope is a great thing. Um, often I find too that people, or I do at least, have um, like a hope strong suit. Um, and so for me, um, like for anybody, I feel like there's, there's, there's aspects of life where you feel like just naturally quite relaxed about things. Um, and so for me, maybe it's anything political or COVID related or geopolitical, or the future of society, not bothered, quite chill. And so that's quite a nice thing to be able to express to colleagues, to friends, to family, all of it, none of it rattles me at all. But then there's more um, like up close right here, personal stuff to me that I find a lot harder to remain hopeful about or to have a clear sense of purpose for or vision. And I, and I feel not assured not assured so what, what would be your guys strong suits in terms of your hope superpower you don't have to answer first I believe the children of future <laughs> teach them well <laughs> let them know the way but seriously um, I know I know there is a tendency to um, to look at and, and to, to say oh young people nowadays blah 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 and um but, you know, they're, they're really amazing. And I just have such, um, such hope in that. And I think also, um, yeah, in a similar way, my hope is the, the big stuff, like, like with, the, with the school. Um, Mum will back me up on this. I know that this is my little piece, but my, my big picture of what God's, doing in Wellington, what God has for, for Wellington, is so much more. And, and that's just this little tiny, tiny jigsaw piece that actually, um, with some other things, will ripple out throughout the whole world and generations to come. Um, and so I think, you know, the, the hope is, is not, it's not an individual thing. It's not just me it's um and I think that's probably my weakness when when you start getting making it too much about you that's when it's hard it's when you look out and you see all the stuff 
and you see the community and you see the collective and you go, man, God is so good. And yeah, I guess that's my strong, is looking at the big. I remember hearing Henry giving um, a chat um, when, um, yes, podcast with Johnny. And he was talking about um, about being out in nature, and 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 I think if I'm if I'm wrong, correct me. But you like doing that more than actually singing, worshiping. What's that? <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, um, and I guess because I've been a very busy person, um, and I'm very much a doer rather than a beer, and and I have much regret about that. But you can't change it. But. Um, I so appreciate nature, but I appreciate the greatness of God. That's really my sort of power thing, that I, I can look out and be absolutely overwhelmed at what God has done, the beauty of it. And I remember once, and I think back now, and it's a bit naff, but one of the pre- sermons I preached, I had a lot of pictures of birds because they were all different colored birds. And it just showed me, and I thought, oh, God must have had such fun when he made these, you know, splat the head red and splat the breast green and blue here. And I, I, I was in Staglands not so long ago, and um, I saw an old yellow bird. Quite, a, I still don't know what it was, but it was just, and it was like one of those moments again of, my gosh, you know, this is my power moment where I see God's creation and God's goodness. But you can't ignore people because people, every one of you are that too. And as I was thinking about Jeremiah 29.11 and that, that, that I take on for me, six billion people in the world, if they were all Christians, that would apply to every one of them. If there were 12 billion, it still would apply to every one of them. You know, the greatness of God, really, the creativity, that's, that's my power. I've remembered my power. She's sitting over there. <laughs> There we go. Uh, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> I am, and I will tell you, I have a memory of a goldfish, and so <clears throat> often she will reread me a scripture that someone gave me that I've completely forgotten about. Um, so that's fantastic. So often the go-to, um, and I think the other one. This is going to get really deep. But is knowing your eschatology? No, 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 no. no, no but but I get. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be really deep. Um, actually, so I grew up on boats. This is completely so, going on a little sideways tangent here. But I remember Dad setting the anchor once, and then the wind shifted, and it was on a tidal, <laughs> a tidal flat. So we got half on a, on a sandbank, and as the tide went out, the boat. So we all woke up falling out of the bunks. <laughs> Nothing to do with God and the anchor. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, sorry, eschatology. Just, just knowing, kind of, and being at peace in your mind about where it's all going in the end, and then going kind of, and it's probably terrible to say, but sometimes you go like, look, if this whole whole thing falls apart, in the end, I know what's going to happen. So, yeah. you know. No, it's a great point. It's a great point often too, because you know, like I was saying, that what what I find easy to hope for and and what I find hard to hope for is often reversed to what Rachel has as well and so you know and so that's that's a really good encouragement for even us in community with each other and you know the hope that we have makes us attractive to to each other and to other people who maybe don't have that and so that's actually 
that's actually it is our superpower and it's something that we can share and and so if you do spot someone who looks like they're having a great old time in a moment where you're losing the plot that's a really good person to get alongside and try and even out because you know there's probably something there that that you can share with them as well and so you know it's not all of us um, struggling in one area being amazing in another but the more we share that and spread it around the more um, the more useful it can be for the other people in our boats because we're all in this is a boat that we're all in together right now so yeah has anybody got any questions before we start to head towards cool great love those points guys thank you so much I love that um there, there is stuff that we can do, there is actions we can take, there are strategies we can follow um, to make sure that our responsibility to have, a, have a, 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 boat, a boat that floats, to have a rope that's strong, stays healthy, um, that there's, there's, um, that's all there in front of us, that it's able for us, it's for us to be accessed and it's... it's it's not, we don't have to generate the hope, but we do have to stay connected to it. So thanks, guys. Have you guys any, any parting words? The only thing I just thought was, um, I didn't really emphasize, like I talked about um, praise and worship, but also prayer. And just um, like with the, with the kids and with my students, just um, when, when you're feeling that wobble, so before things go, pressing in and praying then as soon as you begin to yeah to to feel those waves coming yeah yeah the ability to get on the knees and pray when things are going wrong awesome shall we do that now then uh, Romans fifteen thirteen. may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we ask right now that as we sit in, in this moment and take stock, Lord God, of, of the hope that you've given us in every area of our life, Lord God, and, and which parts of that that we're connected to and which parts we're less, Lord God, we pray right now, Father, that you will reveal to us, Lord God, the actions that we need to take, Father, the parts that are our responsibility that we might have been neglecting, the parts that are our responsibility on behalf of others, Lord God, Father, that, that you'll show us, Lord God, even now and, and during the week, Lord God, how, how to maintain that connection, how to, if that, that, that sense of hopelessness is coming, if, if it feels like things are clouding in, Lord God, that, that you will give us that, that, um, that surety of purpose, that confidence in you, that, that trust, Lord God, uh, to head towards that anchor, to see you clearly, Lord God to carve a path for it, Lord God, to get a connection to that future and the steps that we need to take, Lord God. Father, help us to see, Lord God, that it's not just about us. Father, help us to get a, a real a, a longing to share that hope, Lord God, and a desire to share it and be attractive on your behalf, Lord God. And Father, Lord, as we um, head into, the, into it, the rest of our day, Lord God, into a world that is hopeless without you, God, Father, you'll keep that front of mind, Lord God, and that we would overflow with hope for those around us, for those in our, in our boats that are close to home and further out, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen.